Hey guys, you're going to be eavesdropping on this conversation with salespeople and leaders. And I really think that you should be paying attention right now more to documentation over creation or creating. And as you know, I've been pontificating a lot about that and bringing the community value. And I think that context matters. I think a lot of you will get you know, some T's and I's dotted and, and some crossed as we talk through about branding and business in this awesome and amazing fireside chat and jam session. So please enjoy and please, please have a tremendous weekend. I don't want you to think of this as my goodbye speech. It's more like a farewell for today and I'll see you this weekend. But I think we all struggle sometimes to achieve our goals. And a lot of times our struggle is not because of the lack of effort, but rather because there was an inherent problem with the goal itself, which is why I don't, I'm not a big fan of saying you must write down your goals. But having said that, has anybody ever heard uh, of the fruit of the poisonous tree doctrine? The fruit of the poisonous tree doctrine. Have you ever heard of that? Is my audio coming in okay? The fruit of the poisonous tree doctrine is uh, a legal metaphor that asserts if the process is flawed, which is the poisonous tree, then anything gained or derived from that tree is also going to be flawed, which is the poisonous fruit. So if you have a poisonous tree, the fruit that comes off of it is poisonous as well. Does that make sense? And I know it's not a courtroom and we're not lawyers, uh, but the message is relevant. Listen to me. If the process whereby you develop your goals is flawed, then the resulting goals is always going to be more or less unattainable or even worse, completely irrelevant. So when you look at smart goals, by the way, you can Google this. For those of you, you don't have to worry about taking pictures or writing this down because smart goals is not new. It's, It's on the Internet. You can just Google smart goals and you can learn all about it. There's tons of great videos, but I'm a fr- I like it because it keeps me in check. Has anybody ever used smart goals before? Do you know what I'm talking about? Smart goal is a goal setting methodology where you define what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and then when it's going to be done, right? So I think um, the smart outcome is a goal that is very clear. Uh, it paints a picture of what success looks like. It's very simple and smart, okay? So I want to I talk a little bit about the smart way to set goals, beginning with what SMART stands for, okay? Uh, everybody write down what S in SMART stands for. Everybody type in what S or, or in SMART stands for. So when you think about a goal... What you just typed in, you have to set goals that are clear and concise. They have to describe the what. So when you, when you look at the S as specific, it is the what that you, that you want to achieve. What do you want to achieve? Okay. And then you ask yourself, M, how do I measure that what? You have to be able to measure your goals so you can be totally clear if you have achieved them or not. Uh, I want to make uh, 100 grand a year. Okay, that's great. 100,000 divided by the number of days that you work in a year. 
how many appointments would you need in order to get the, to that number of sales? So if your goal is to make 300 bucks a day or $600 a day, how many appointments do you have to go on, pitch a full presentation, close at 50% to make $600 a day? That's measurable, right? The A in achievable, which is actionable, is you, you gotta stop being delusional. You have to have a legitimate chance of attaining your goal. I want, a, I want an orange Ferrari. Okay, that's, that's amazing. But do you know how much an orange Ferrari costs that's custom made with orange leather thread and orange leather uh, interior? Do you have any clue? Did you figure that out? That's amazing. And I think you can, you can get it. But don't be, don't be delusional about your goal. Everything's achievable. So they have to be realistic and there has to be a viable action plan to get to that Ferrari if that's what you want. Okay? My goal is to buy an iMac this year. So I'm doing everything that I can on the weekends to raise money by flipping sports cards and mugs and coffee mugs. And I've got about... I've got about uh, Let's see, 60 days, I've been counting my pennies. I've got roughly about 1,200, 1,250 or something like that. But I need, I want 2,000, right? But it's gotta be achievable. It's a small goal to some people, but that's mine, right? It's realistic. It has to be a viable action plan for my success. What am I gonna do to get there? So I would think no lunch should be at three. No, uh, 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 I'm gonna bust you guys out of here in the next uh, half hour, 45 minutes. I'm sorry that you felt that my speech was boring as uh, you felt the need to interrupt me as I'm saying goodbye. (laughs) Thank you, Thomas. (laughs) You're gonna miss me, Thomas. Nice job, Thomas. That's right. Tell him nice job, everybody. The last, the, the R in smart is relevant. You have to set goals that are meaningful and fit within your big picture, right? And the T is time bound. You have to establish a timeline for completing that goal as well. I've given my timeline on that goal, even though it's small and it's 2000 on the computer that I want is going to be my Christmas present this year. And I'm not going to be mad if I don't get to it. I'm not going to add money out of my my bank account, out of my commissions from work or anything that I do from from you know what Julie makes or earns as a school teacher. This is going to come from everything I do as my side hustle. But if I don't get there, I'm okay with that. So let's take a look at smart, okay? When you look at something specific, It's not enough to set a goal that just says I want to make more sales or I want to have more money because if you think about this, uh, Thomas Moore, I'll ask you this question. How many kitchens did you sell yesterday? Everybody answer uh, with Thomas. How many kitchens did you all sell yesterday? The correct answer is zero. Every once in a while, somebody says one and I'm like, whoa. It's probably Melise. 
So if the answer is zero, and if you were to go out tomorrow and sell a kitchen or sell a house full of windows or sell a house full of security or smart homes or whatever, did you make more sales than you did yesterday? Does that mean you, you met a goal of making more sales? If not, then how many sales would you need to meet the goal of more sales? Two, five, 10? What does more even mean? So a good rule of thumb is if you create a goal that uses the comparative, like I want more, I want less, I want better, I want greater, it probably is not a smart goal. So specific means that you have to put the, the, and identify the outcome of your goal in very specific and concrete terms. No ambiguity, no vagueness, no delusion, very clear and concise, got it? So knowing the specifics about your goal in any area is gonna help you envision it a lot clearly and anything you hold clearly in your mind, you're gonna move towards that much faster. So when you make your specific goal tonight, you are going to all share it with me tomorrow, but first share it with your manager on the debrief. So every year on my birthday, my birthday was August 3rd, every year on my birthday, I set the same goal. I say, I'm going to get healthy this year, and every year I fail miserably in reaching that goal, and perhaps it's not my fault, it's the goal's fault. So which of these goals do you guys think is a better goal? I'm going to get healthy, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get healthy, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, I'm going to lose weight. Which one do you think is better? The goal to get healthy or the goal to lose weight is a lot less specific than the goal to lose 10 pounds. Guys, it's very difficult for me who loves food to quantify these non-specific goals that that it takes to achieve it. So you know what I'm going to do? I am going to less likely pursue something that is not fully defined or can continue changing in the scope. The problem's not me. The problem's the goal. I can't be specific to 10 if I don't get to 9, if I don't get to 8, or if I don't get to 7. I can't get to 100,000 if I don't get to $1. I can't get to 50 grand if I don't make $2. You got to start somewhere. Here's M, measurable. So the two most important things about a measurable goal when you create one tonight is that it keeps you motivated and it accurately accurately reflects your success. By the way, if you don't send me your goals tomorrow, I will hunt you down. So if you're not able to track your progress uh, when you're trying to measure, I think you're going to lose interest real quick. It's like a race without a finish line. So I make my goals measurable so that I can get excited. I can get super pumped up, right? I stay motivated. I even reward myself every single time a milestone is reached. It could be the small wins. Like on the weekends, you close three deals. You go to McDonald's, instead of getting the normal happy meal you get, you're like, sir, would you like to supersize that? Oh yeah. Would you like a milkshake? Oh yeah. Would you like apple pie? Heck yeah. Let me get two of them bad boys. What does performance management or sales contests or leaderboards even have to do with measurable goals? Why did I get an email yesterday making sure that I send out the homer? Why do people like that kind of 
uh, leaderboard or to have their name put up as number one or number two. If you go back to my birthday goal, right? I, what's motivating for me is when I have to pick one or the other. So my choices are this. I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to lose 10 pounds. If I set a target goal weight to lose 10 pounds, I can measure my success every single day. Today, honey, I lost one pound, only nine more to go. And when I reach my target of 10, then I'm really going to feel like I achieved something. But if I simply say that I'm going to lose weight, then odds are I'm going to lose a few pounds, but I'm not going to stay committed to the goal. The odds are if I commit to something like 200,000 and I get to 50 and I don't measure it and I don't have a plan, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just not going to stay committed to that goal because it was delusion. Here's A in attainable or achievable. Okay. This is speaking of delusion. The number one rule, no matter what you do in setting your goals tonight is please, please, please set a goal that deep down in the bottom of your soul, you believe, not, front, not fronting, not faking, not, a, not making other people think you're successful, that you believe you can accomplish. Because if you don't, you'll end up quitting as soon as the going gets tough. Your goals have to be attainable and believable. And once you determine what that is, then you need to figure out how it can be achieved, right? What's your action plan? Do you have the resources? Do you have the capabilities? Do you have what it takes to achieve that success? If not, what are you lacking? Well-designed goals provide clarity of action. If the actions required to achieve that goal is not clear to you, there's a large number of actions that need to be taken in order to get that one thing, right? Everybody wants a Ferrari, but they're not willing to do all the work. Make sure you start breaking that goal down into more manageable, actionable sub-goals. If I can't raise the money for, a, for an iMac, how am I going to raise money for a swimming pool? I start small. Boy, if I can raise two grand for, a, for an iMac, flipping coffee mugs on the weekends, let me see what I can do to, to, to save up for that swimming pool that I really want that cost 18000 Even if a goal is attainable, It's way too overwhelming, right? The result is going to be the same. We always give up. The R in relevant is... um, (sighs) The truth is that most people don't achieve their goals because they don't set goals that are relevant to them. They're faking and fronting. Relevancy is a, is a result of a need or maybe even a strong emotional pull that might even come from pressure of spouses or family members, maybe even managers. Sometimes relevancy comes about in a very natural way. For example, I talk to people every day who have a need to get out of debt. And I, I have debt. I call it good debt. But I do have debt. So if I set a goal to put 20% of my income towards my credit card every payday, or if you have a goal of buying a fridge, or if you have a goal of buying a new car, can you visualize yourself being debt-free with the extra expendable income 
or maybe driving that new car or even if you don't know what you're going to buy. I think goals like these are easy to internalize but then the trick now becomes is I have to learn how to develop a goal that connects me with that desire and is it compatible with my internal value system because I don't want to set goals that are not relevant to me because these are goals that are are almost impossible to achieve right if you sell if you set a goal to sell $150,000 in refacing products for the month of uh, September but you have to give up soccer practice in order to achieve that goal you have to work 80 hours a week you got to miss all of your children's end of school year activities you got to cancel the family vacation that you planned and work both days every weekend that goal's just not compatible with your value system it it's not compatible with mine like what and how much you have to give up which is time with your family is never worth attaining the goal that you've set for an orange ferrari happiness over cash you hear me say it a lot and then finally in the letter t for time bound goals have a starting point your starting point is today there has to be a completion date <laughs> tomorrow is when i want you to complete this by you don't have to achieve your goal by then you just have to write it down by then but they have to be bound by time because if you just throw spaghetti on the wall and hope that it comes to you and you just say sit there and go i believe i believe i can fly i can believe i can touch the sky that that's just not not ever ending sky's the limit in in sales commission i believe i can fly and i can touch the sky <laughs> you work for r kelly i hate r kelly It's not a good man right there. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> He's a bad man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't like that guy. I don't like what he does to kids. I think about my kids when I when I hear stories like his. And I don't care if they're true or not. But before you leave today, ladies and gentlemen, please, I would like for you to create at least one goal that you want to achieve in your job. in the next 30 days i want you to make one goal for the next 60 days i want you to um make another goal for 90 days i want you to make sure it is smart i want you to make sure it's important that you set a couple of goals that are yours and yours alone not your manager's goals not your wife's goals not your husband's goals your goals and when you meet with your manager i want you to create a list of at least 3 more together for every time period and hit me up on Twitter and tell me what those are so we can chat about them. And by working with your manager to establish these goals, I really think you can better learn his or her expectations for you in your role. You know what I'm saying, Barb? You understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> John Ornelas wants to say something before he departs. Go ahead, John. Fire away, my friend. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Everybody hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, Jair, hopefully I can try to get this done in about 45 seconds, but uh 
you know, uh, I had one question, this tool shed and a lot of these training uh, things, we'll have access to them after we uh, get out of this class, correct? A hundred percent. There's only okay, one, cool. there's only one phone number you ever need. You call, if you can't find it, call, call me. If you need you something you that you can't find and you need me to mail it to you or email it to you, you call me. If it's a Sunday yeah. night and you need to watch something on Toolshed or it's a Saturday afternoon, you call me. You FaceTime me, you text me, you got my number in perpetuity. I ain't going anywhere. And that, 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 that leads me to the second part, and I want to say this, and I'm, sure, I'm probably pretty sure I speak for the rest of the crowd, uh, you know, the crowd here too. But, you know, it, it's funny. I, I, I came from the newspaper business, and I did exactly what you're doing, giving, you know, seminars to salespeople in different cities all over the nation, mostly out in the West. But, and, you know, a lot of the things that I learned uh, about great Salespeople, and by the way, you tear me up when it comes to stuff like that. You are much better. Energy is just incredible. And, and uh, you know, there's three words that I always think of when I think of great people that do their job like that, and especially in the world of sales humble, hungry, and smart. And you epitomize those uh, three words. I tell you, it just it, it rubs off. And, you know, if I Every time I take a class, I like to take away something from it that I'll remember the rest of my life. And just like you said, you, we've always got your number guaranteed. I will be calling you because Call I me. really appreciate it. I, I promise I you I will answer. I will always I answer. this class, and there's one more thing I'd like to say. The two words that I, the phrases that I'm taking away from this that I had never heard of before, but verbal judo has got to be up there <laughs> on the top. <laughs> but, but more importantly, the the humble, when you, the, your disposition is incredible. Uh, you know, when you said, you know, I had this when I grew up and I didn't know any better, I, you know, but I think about it as I could have been a tree. I'll remember that phrase for the rest of my life, too, because it's refreshing along the way to see people that still have a, a solid foundation and a disposition about them that they just, you know, they just, it, you spew that energy out. So I'd like to thank you for uh, everything you've done, and, and uh, I, I really appreciate this class. You're very, that's, my, that's my two bits. You, I'm super pumped up, brother. Your words are my oxygen. You really made my day. This is the kind of, this is why I do that. Uh, I love the admiration. People think that it's, you know, it's ego, and it's not because it makes me feel good that I gave somebody value, that they're going to take that in return and suffocate more negativity and make that positivity louder. I wrote that in the chat this morning. I said, somebody once told me the definition of hell, and it was probably my dad because my dad said weird stuff like that. You know, my dad would say, boy, if you hang out with dogs, you're going to get fleas. You know, so it's, it's like, <laughs> it's just... It's like these little things, you know, that resonate with me. And he, he wasn't, he was, to me, he was, a, he was a great dad, but he was also, you know, he also died at the age of 40 in a third world country and he died alone because of drugs and alcohol and, and different women and things like that. But on your last day on earth, 
the person you become is going to meet the person you could have become. So when I think like, like, you know, I came from a house where, you know, dad beat mom and and mom beat child and dad whipped the child and people say, I'm going to beat my kids and to, you know, go pick out a switch and all of this stuff. And I, and I think, and I think I look at it in a different lens because to become successful and get closer to the person that we can become, I don't need to add more things. I don't need a college degree. I don't need a Harvard degree. I learned to speak English as my third language and I did it because I wanted to communicate with human beings in America because they didn't speak Swahili. We need to give up on some of them, right? There are certain things that are universal which make you successful if you give up on them. But what are we complaining about? It's like, oh, I don't have a degree so I'm not going to get that job and I'm never going to go up the ladder and I'm like... I have a cup of coffee in my hand. You know how life, good, how good life is right now? That Somalis are not chasing. I, I, I used to be chased by Somalis going from my house to my school, hoping that I didn't get killed. I'm so grateful. I'm so, I'm so grateful that the United States Army said, "Oh, we'll give you a uniform if you want to wear one." I'm so happy and grateful for that. I'm so grateful for everything because it could be a thousand percent worse. Than, than we could ever imagine. There's some horrific shit out there, John. Yes, yes, there is. No kidding. That's why I said it's, it's, it's a pleasure to see a man that's got that humble disposition. You know, hey, if, if I think I have it bad. <laughs> yep. You could have been a tree. No. You could have been a ladybug, John. You could have been a lady. Nobody wants no. to be a ladybug. They leave poop on the no wall kid. all the time. <laughs> no uh, I, I got to say one more, one more phrase, and, and I'll, I'll cut it off. But uh, Barbara Williams just posted this. B12. I, I like that phrase, too. I will take that to my, to my grave. I'm giving you a shot of B12, brother, because, because it, you know, everybody thinks that they have the magic solution, but we literally need a shot of B12 every single day. And when I post yes. content online, when I post those silly videos that I make, when I say my little rah-rah positive speeches, I'm not doing it for anybody. I'm doing it for myself. I'm literally filling my head with positivity because I know when I go out into the world, I'm going to hear the negativity. And the only way to suffocate it is to hear my own positive words in my mind to, so that I can get rid of that negativity. That's all I'm doing. I'm doing it for myself. Thank you, brother. Okay, I will chime off. And again, thank you very much for everything. And, uh, I'll let anybody else get in here. Let me mute my microphone, but thank you very much. Sir. You got it, brother. No worries. Cliff, right. Cliff, your uh, mic is hot. Go ahead, sir. Um, good morning, everybody. And um, I'm going to just follow up John, who did a great job of complimenting you. You know, the interesting thing about it, I'm not really a fan of distant learning. You know, I probably had some skepticism yep. when we were still thinking that this was not the best way for me to learn the Home Depot way, product services, the process, um, how to sell through Home Depot, etc. Yep. The one thing I loved about these sessions is it's a lot of information, but there's so many resources available. But the most important resource is actually you. 
If there is an example of what Home Depot stands for, it's actually you. And you have done a great job of showing us your work life, your home life, your family life, historically what you've gone through, and you've kind of brought it all together that speaks to anyone from wherever you are in the country, it speaks to you. And you definitely spoke to me a lot. So what I love is you have a lot of humor, I love that you are a very, very real person. I love that you have so much knowledge. I also enjoy that you. you brought other people with their experience and our class Thank you. has so much knowledge and experience as well. So this to me was an ideal process for me for three weeks, which went so fast. I promise you that I probably could have gone another three weeks because I've enjoyed it so much and gotten so much and build up some pretty good relationships, which is really also important too. So I want to definitely tell you, I will keep in touch. I definitely um, look forward to seeing where all of my peers go from here. And hopefully I'll see all of us at the top of the sales board. You know, that's what my hope is. So thank you very much. Much appreciated, Jim. Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate it. You know, it's funny you say that about distance learning. Um, I became a corporate sales trainer in 2008. But from 94 to 2007, I was a sales rep, I was a sales manager, I was an entrepreneur, I was a door-to-door guy, I was a street hustler, you know, just, you know, selling my widgets door-to-door in the security business. And in 2008, somebody gave me an opportunity to go speak to the masses, and I took it because I just really loved it so much. And from 2008 to 2017, I was a, the, the, the senior national trainer at ADT and Tyco International Worldwide. And in, in 2017, in January, we got a phone call that ADT University was closing and all 49 trainers were going to lose their job. And after having been in a business for 23 years that you absolutely love, I said, how come? Because salespeople always need training. And they said, well, we're going to go try this virtual thing. And I said, virtual? That's never going to work. Adults don't learn that way. I need to be in the room with them. I've been doing this since 94. I've been teaching in conference rooms. I've been teaching in, on stage. I, they, they need to see me. I need to see them. I need to touch them. I, they, they need to touch me. And I was very, very skeptical because I figured if, if those guys are going to go virtual and 85% of corporate America is going virtual, then maybe I need to learn and listen and get over myself. And so I put myself out there. I could have easily been a virtual trainer at ADT, but I chose the orange uh, uh, apron instead because of the values and the culture that I never experienced at the other place before. Of course, everybody has missions and aspirations and values, but man, like, and then, and then had to be skeptical about, are they going to learn anything? And then you do your first class in August of 2017 and out of a class of 50, 20%, you know, that 80, 20 rule is so true out of a class of 50, 10 people, 60 days later, emailed me and said, bro, your class was phenomenal. The things I learned, I'm making so much money. 
Two years later, the same people DM me saying, bro, I listen to your shots of B12 every day and I'm super pumped up, but it's not because of you or your your rah-rah or your positivity. It's because I actually went out and did something about it and there's a practical piece to that. And it's the admiration that I live for and I thought to myself, wait a minute, this looks and feels just like when I was in a real classroom and that's when I really started believing that the voice can travel through the internet and so long as people hear me, it does make a difference and it's no different than when I was in a real classroom. I still get to teach and and do speeches and keynotes in real classrooms and stages today, but to be honest with you, when after doing the research, this is how adults actually learn. And I wanted to say one more thing for you, Cliff, because I said something earlier uh, in the chat box uh, and you said something about um, you really like that quote. And I think the word you used was autonomous or anontonous or anonymous. I, I can't remember what you said. That quote is not mine. That quote is from MJ. I had that poster in 1985 on my wall in Nairobi in East Africa and it was a it was a it was a picture of Jordan that said you can shoot 8 hours a day but if your technique is wrong all you become is good at shooting the wrong way and getting the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do is going to rise that quote in itself became my life's lesson because if you want to if you want to strive to to run a successful business whether it's door to door or whether it's selling vacuum cleaners or smart homes or security or kitchen or windows and doors doesn't matter you can watch videos in the tool shed or videos on youtube how to create that business and that model of what other successful business people are doing but if you don't take action if you don't take action and become practical, it is all delusion. If you don't grow around what you've learned, how do you create that successful business? And that's what I always, always go back to. You can't, right? Folks, listen to me, and then I'm gonna go to Brad here and a couple other people that raise their hands. You're gonna make mistakes in the beginning, but that's a part of the process. You can all learn from your mistakes. I have, that's how I, I become better. I'm always self-developing. The reason I'm telling you this right now is so I can fill my head with the same information. I eat my own crap. Then only then you can start doing things in a more perfect manner. I said this to Barb the other day, and I don't know if she fully understood me, and I'm glad I had an opportunity to say it again. You can go do a Google search right now or ask Alexa and you'll find people who succeed at what they do. We talked about Tony Robbins and how, how Barb worked for Tony Robbins and all of that stuff and Zig Ziglar and you know, we see the rewards that these guys reap and the praise that they get. But what we don't see is the hard focused work that they put in every single day while everybody sleeps to reach the point at which they are right now. I am constantly talking to myself in the car so that I know what my keynote speech is going to be and sound like before I get to the other side. 
A lot of people don't even consider the, the hours of practice that, that you go into. You don't think I see your homework. You don't think I see the, the thousands of hours you put in over the last three weeks. You don't think I pay attention to the videos and the refinement and the practice that actually went into what the public is going to ultimately seize. The bottom line behind my statement is this, and I said this to Barb the other day, and I'll say it again. Perfect practice makes perfect. And I know that we're humans, we tend to make mistakes, and and we aren't perfect at doing things in a perfect manner. So here's what I want you to think about from this day forward. Forget forget perfect practice, forget it. The key to a perfect practice is to strive for this word that you will never forget for the rest of your life, and that is excellence. How many people remember getting an email from me that I said, that was done with excellence? How many people remember that? Put, put that, put that into, into the comment section for me if you remember getting an email from me. Why do you think I, I did not, I use that word excellence because excellence is perfection at its core. Perfection says, oh, I want to be free from all my flaws. Oh, I want to be free and never mess up. You know what excellence says? Excellence says, you worked your face off on doing this task in the best possible way to the best of your ability with the best information you got until you become extremely good at it, which is why I chose that word. It was done with excellence. And the excellent lifestyle is how we need to approach our lives every single day in our business and stop judging ourselves so harshly and letting other people judge us and let that become our own reality because I don't give... I don't give two rats butts about it. I know that you want to strive to be perfect, folks. Even I did at one point in my life. But no matter what we say, we're human. We make, we make mistakes. And that's why I believe it's better to strive for excellence rather than perfection. Okay? Uh, Brad Rupsis, your microphone is hot. What you got, my friend? Did you have a question for me, sir? Or did you just have some parting words? No, no question. Just wanted to thank you for a, a great class, man. This is 100%, uh, man. You're welcome. This, this, class meant, this class meant a lot to me, man. But I haven't been in school in a long, long time. And literally my first day here, I remember getting out of here and my wife said, what's wrong? I wanted to throw something through a wall because it immediately came back to me of why I hated school. You know, just you gave us like two things to do and I just couldn't figure it out. Yep. Yep. I get it. You know, I, I got about six years of like working on myself, making myself better. And then I just kind of, you calm me down a lot without knowing it. You Brad, know, relax. Brad, I'm going to cut you off real quick because I know exactly where this is going. And my wife tells me stop cutting people off. But I, before I forget, you were not good in school. But don't forget, every time you asked me about homework, what did I say? What were the words I used? Relax. I said, relax. I said, don't worry about it. I said, dude, if you don't get it done, I never, I never sent a, me- a message to your manager. I never sent an email to your manager. I never said, oh, Brad's not doing his homework. You know why? Because I'm the same way. I got D's and F's in school. I hated school. I just wanted to work. I just wanted to sell lemonade and sell candy in school and, and, and rip flowers out of grandma's yard and sell it to somebody else. I mean, I just... I got, I, I, I'm very, very empathetic 
to other people because I'm the same way. You're not alone. I totally agree with you. Absolutely. And where I wanted to go also with that was, man, I paid more attention than I've ever paid in my life. And a lot due to me working on myself, but also a lot to do with just you being really, really good to listen to and fun to, to listen to. And it was, uh, it was a really good experience for me. I appreciate it. Brad, my... This is not advice. This is advice I would give myself. This is what I say to myself. So, you know, people don't have to listen to me. They can do their own thing. But I always tell myself, look, if you're going to work at doing anything, I want you to think about your business and I want you to make make a list of things that need to be mastered and stop dwelling over the things that you suck at. If 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 you're stuck starting a list, right, and you start looking at leaders in your industry all you need to do is make a list of their common characteristics and just copy what they do, right? Like for me, I need to practice what matters most. This, this step is a very hard one because, and, and, and I promise you, there is only 20% of human beings that are willing to do this. This step that I'm about to talk about, this step calls for sweat, it calls for being uncomfortable. It calls for doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it so that someday you can do anything you want for those girls that are running around your house, hiding under tables and the kids that you coach soccer for anytime you want to do it. It's called practice, right? And the only way to get to the top of our game is to be the best we can be. And that is to practice it, to actually be practical about it and not just dream it and be delusional. If you research and study people who have wisdom in the skill that you want to master, Brad, and you model what they do and copy exactly what they do, doing as they do, and you do it with excellence in mind, you can become successful. You are that pe- that person. I don't look at Jordan and LeBron. To, you know, when you look at Michael Jordan... You're a soccer guy, so I'll use Lionel Messi. Okay, I I just bought a sports card for Lionel Messi online. It was 50 bucks, but it's going to be trading for about $6,000 when I'm old and finished. So I'll use Lionel Messi. And by the way, I'm a diehard Manchester United fan. I grew up playing soccer, so you and I need to jam about that sometime. That's something you didn't know about me. But if you look at Lionel Messi, you look at Diego Maradona, you look at Pele, These are people I grew up with. Diego Maradona and Pele and uh, Schumacher, the goalie, back in the 80s. Those were the three. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now. Um, When you look at these people, right, these biographies are full of people who became stars, not because of a God-given talent, but because of excellent practice. To LeBron... To, to LeBron James, a basketball has an ROI of a billion dollars. To me, it's zero. So if you look at these top performers, even in your soccer arena, I went. In, I, I like Atlanta United. It's an amazing uh, team. Um, and I don't root for them, but I like going to the games. You're going to see that the hard work and the dedication that helps these people rise to the top like you are much more often than the naturalist. Like... I think taking natural talent and adding consistent practice to it, a lot of times creates that peak performance, but not everybody's a naturalist, bro. Put the time in to practice your skill. Put it in your calendar. 
Literally schedule in the time to practice the things that you want to get better at and forget about the things that you suck at and you're going to make time your ally. You're going to make time your very powerful for you. The bottom line is this, Brad. It's so simple. Top performers practice excellence and they practice it on their way to the top and once they get there, it's how they stay over the top. The end. Thank you very much. You're welcome, brother. Uh, anybody else want to chime in while we have uh, a couple of minutes before I bust you guys out? Just feel free to raise your hand or just unmute your mic and just say what you got to say. Hey, Lewis. Lewis, how's your kitchen, man? <laughs> Are you covered in sawdust right now? No pun intended there. <laughs> no, that'll be later. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> no, I just want to... I just want to uh, go off to the other guys that set stuff, all my peers. Um, I think you did an amazing job. I'm not going to lie. There's been a couple times that I came to the class coming from, like I said, I was a store manager in retail. So I came to this class and, like, you know, saying to myself, like, what did I do? Right. Making the right choice. Right. And the, mor- the, morning, the morning B12 shots definitely make you restructure your thinking and be like, you know, this is achievable. So uh, just to make this short and sweet, I want to thank you for that because your inspiration is amazing. And uh, I also want to thank you for your service to this country. I don't think uh, you guys get enough credit for what you do. And uh, I truly appreciate it. So thank you very much. Thank you for your support, brother. I really appreciate that. You know, I was thinking about you the other day and uh, because it really resonated with me when you said, this is, this is, that's why your words become my oxygen. Like literally when, when I say that, this is what I mean. You said to me on day two, you probably don't remember this, but you said, I've never done this kind of job before. I've done sales. And to me, that was translation. Oh shit, I don't even know if I'm going to make it in this job or not. Right? And I remember when I first started, yeah, it, I... And, and Dave Spritzer will appreciate this too because, you know, Dave said, I don't have any friends. And I said, dude, I'm your friend. What are you saying, right? Like, I was what you call a solopreneur. Not an entrepreneur, but a solopreneur. I did everything by myself. I was working in isolation. And you know what I learned? That's not a good thing, which is why I give everybody my phone number. I, I FaceTime yesterday, Justin... Uh, was at a grocery store and he FaceTimed me and I answered. And we were just jamming about military stuff and we were just talking about his loss and, you know, where he's, where he's at today at a funeral and stuff. But I think, and I, and I think I've done that over the years. I want to connect with everybody because I don't want to be alone. Because I think working alone skews our view of what we produce. It, it's our view of our own development and limits us to that internal dialogue that a lot of times we see as faults more than progress. And that's why I think having a mentor matters so much. I have a mentor. I have many mentors. They're on social media. I have coaches. They're on social media. I have friends that are FaceTime that are in different countries. Those are the people I jam with, right? So if you have a relationship Especially right now, Lewis, with an accomplished person in your field, you got a teacher. You got a guide. You got a kind critic who can help you develop quickly and can bring you back up when you suck at what you do so that your world doesn't get crushed 
That's the kind of people that I want to hang out with, right? But a lot of times a mentor might not be the easiest thing to find, which is why I tell people connect with connect on social because mentors can cost money and that's probably a resource that a lot of us, I know I don't have that handy at this present moment, right? But we live in a time where the internet is at your disposal. You can pick up a shot of B12. You can listen to a podcast. You can tweet something out and get some positivity and get through your morning and then do it again in the afternoon and do it again in the evening on your way home. Or you can search on the internet for the right things. I think you can definitely find the answers that you're looking for. But just remember this. You have been the epitome of persistence in this class. And I think that is the key. I want you to continue to persist until you find a person who will help guide you in the right direction of practice. So no matter what you end up doing, finding someone a little bit more experienced, which is what I look for, somebody better than me, somebody smarter than me, somebody more experienced than me, that soul to share their journey with me to help you more than words can ever explain, bro. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna crush it out there. I don't have a doubt in my mind. But you do have to get started. And you do have to take a shower. You got sawdust on you, man. <laughs> Barbara Williams is with us. Welcome to the show. Hey, Barb. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. La- That's a Lima Charlie, ma'am. <laughs> uh, I just want to... Uh to thank you for for everything and most especially for helping me to understand what has been missing for me which is having a clear concise mental picture of where I want to be and uh, I think that that's just uh, it brings back from years ago because I've heard this before but to do it, to actually do it, yeah. is the challenge. And um, I think because of you, uh, now I am. I'm going to do it. I'm going to uh, set my goals and just have that clear, concise mental picture. I've heard, uh, I mean, Zig Ziglar talked about it, and my own sales director that I work for with Primerica talked about it. And that's just so important to everything. So I appreciate that. And I thank you very much for everything. You're so very welcome. Folks, Barbara Williams, she is uh, an amazing lady. If you get, if you ever get a chance to connect with her on LinkedIn, we just connected, I think, this week. Um, Barbara, I'm very sad that I don't get to see your beautiful face because you don't have a profile picture. I really implore you to get that done so I can just remember who you are. And, and, and just remember, Barbara, no matter how good you get... Okay, never stop doing. The fact that you took two videos and shot them to me in my iMessage tells me that you already started two weeks ago. And no matter how famous you ever become, no matter how much money you make, never, ever, ever forget what got you there. Your excellent practice. These are the things that get you to the top and they keep you there. Happiness over cash. It's crazy how many people want to make a change within their lives, but they simply won't find the discipline to do and be practical and start what needs to be done to achieve that peak performance. 
Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. Folks, I really appreciate your time in this uh, class. I hope that you have uh, really enjoyed uh, being with me for the last three weeks. Uh, please connect with me on social. Uh, you know, I, I listen. Twitter in 2019 is simply text messaging. That's all it is. You want my attention? I want yours. Take the conversation to Twitter. You want a shot of B12 for business? Head over to LinkedIn. You want to see what I say to kids or teenagers so that you can say the same things to your kids? Go to Instagram. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. I plan on doing YouTube videos. I plan on, my podcast is available every single day on eight different platforms. You want a shot of B12 in the morning? You want to listen to this conversation that we just had for the last 50 minutes so that you can reflect and hear your own voice on the internet? It will be there. Document your journey like I do. I'm telling you, you're really going to appreciate it, okay? If you want to make a change, you have to be the one that makes the commitment to practice. You have to be the one that is going to schedule time to practice excellence. You got to be the one that's going to show up to practice. You got to be the one that shows up even when it's super hard. And you got to be the one that is going to continue practicing even after your skills grow. You got to be the one who is going to help those who are attracted to you by mentoring those who are, who are where you once were. You'll get everything in life you want as long as you'll help enough other people get what they want. And I believe that if you do these things, it doesn't matter in your chosen field, you're going to make a positive impact on thousands of lives, including your own. Folks, you will not only go to the top, but you're going to go over the top. And over the top is where your success is going to be guaranteed. Okay? I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Keep in touch. This is not goodbye. I'll see you this weekend. Go kick ass. Yeah. I am so proud of you guys. I love you guys. Man, that jam session was freaking awesome. Absolutely love it. I hope you guys have been uh, really enjoying the audio experience. I really don't know what to talk about every single day. And this is just from the bottom of my heart. So what I do is I just document my journey. I talk about my class, the same things I tell them, my work. You hear everything. And you always will in perpetuity. Please help me suffocate negativity. Please, please make positivity louder. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure that you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed. And more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends that it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.